Welcome to Bitstorm, a comedy game design podcast by two guys who know nothing about comedy nor game design. I'm Ben Slinger, and with me, as always, is Trevor Scott. Hello. Hey. And so, we're going to do something slightly different this week. Uh, Trevor, you and I last night went to a uh, party in Melbourne for the Independent Game Developers Association in Melbourne, and this party was for the Global Game Jam that's coming up in a few weeks. Yes. Which... We are participating in. Yes, we are. And it's so goddamn excited. It's exciting. <laughs> I'm like, we met a whole heap of really awesome people last night. So, I we just did. can't wait. We did. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was really cool. It's really, it's a really good community here in Melbourne for, for game dev. And, um, yeah, it sounds like the setup is going to be awesome. Yeah. Um, they're, they're at AIE in Melbourne. Uh, our previous guest, Giselle Rosman, doing all the organizing and such for that. And thank you very uh, doing much, a Fantastic Giselle. job. Yep. Yeah, so we're going to be doing that. We're going to basically we're we're going to do Bitstorm with our team that we find there, and once we know the theme, and uh, we're going to make a Bitstorm game. Finally, yes. Who knows what it all c- contain? Maybe we'll actually do something in VR. I mean, we've talked about it enough. <laughs> the potential is there. Yes. So, on that note, what we're going to do these next couple of episodes before the jam. Uh, they may not all come out before the jam, we'll see, but we're going to record them before the jam. We're going to practice working on a specific theme. And so we're actually going to go back to previous game jam, global game jam themes, take one of those and add one or two words, do you think? Should we do two words and plus the theme or? Well, I think we'll do two two words plus the theme. Yeah, cool. And so basically try to do our usual thing, but with that with that additional uh, theme. And, and try to try to hit that theme so that when we actually get our theme, we're, we're, we're practiced on doing a number of ideas on the same theme. Yeah, Theme, definitely. theme, theme. So, tonight's theme, we're going all the way back to 2010, when yes. Ben, a young, naive Ben <laughs> Slinger, was in Vancouver at a global game jam, and it's the true. theme came up, and it was Deception. Deception. That's right. Yeah, I've actually. This is the one global game jam I have previously participated in, and actually, the game we came up with was kind of cool. Uh, so the theme was deception, and our game was like a top-down view of a city with all of these little people milling about, walking around, bouncing off buildings. <laughs> um, but as you played, you'd see people starting to slowly get green and sick. And then they would die. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> and the idea was that there was one one person walking around in this city who, when they touched somebody else, would infect them. But the symptoms didn't uh, come into effect, as in they didn't start turning green for a certain amount of time after they'd been touched. And yeah. you had one bullet to take out <laughs> the person who <laughs> awesome. is infecting everyone. <laughs> So, yeah, it, it actually turned out quite well. It was quite interesting. A lot of people really liked the general idea of it. And, yeah, you could get good at it. You could There's sort only of- 900 games for me to go through, so I'm just going to go through those after we finish here. I'll just write down <laughs> a little note here. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. It might still be up there. I don't know if it'll run. It was written in Flash. Ew. Click pictures a game where we have a random word generator in front of us. We both click refresh on the count of three, two, one. We take those random words, we chuck them together, they became, they become our game design. Yes. So, we're going with the theme deception. Let's click. 
Three, Three, one, click. Two, one, click. Mean. Exercise. Mean exercise deception. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, is this a game where you have to, like, trick your parent? Or uh, who, who would want you to- Who would, who would want- Your coach, maybe. You, ha- you have to teacher. trick your coach. Hmm? I'm, I'm picturing it as a PE teacher. PE teacher. So, okay. you know, the- You have to somehow convince education. them that you actually are exercised. And they're mean, because all PE teachers are mean. So, that brings that into it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, is is this a is this an obstacle course game where you have to do as few of the obstacles as possible? <laughs> yeah, I reckon so. I, I like so that. like you get to like the the pummel horse or whatever, and you have to just if the, if he's watching you, you have to like half heartedly you know, try to jump on it. But if he's not, if he's like up, yell- jog up yeah. to the pummel horse, and you just sort of like touch it, and if he's not looking, if he's looking, if he's not looking, you kids. just like you go under it. You just yeah. duck under it. It's yeah. like, oh, like, I did it. <laughs> and then, yeah, yeah finished. <laughs> There's the rope climb that, you, you know, you just kind of hold on to the bottom and go like 10 centimeters off the floor. And when he turns around to look at you, you like hit the ground with your breathing hard as if you'd just climbed the whole thing. <laughs> he goes, hang on, you're only, I only turned around for like a millisecond. <laughs> yeah, it's like, that's how fast I am, coach. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you, you just, it's it's all about. Yeah, it's all about deceiving and coming up with ways without them noticing. <laughs> you have to, like, you start doing push-ups, one, two, he goes away. You just lie there for a while. He comes back, 107, 108. <laughs> <laughs> so, you have to, like, get through this whole thing, both without him noticing your fake, with, um, you're not doing it, and without your heart rate getting over, you know, like, 90 BPM. <laughs> <laughs> No, mine's sitting at 64 at the moment, so I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm avoiding all exercise at the moment. <laughs> yes, well, you could start running while we uh, record. I don't know. Well, maybe that's something you could do. Maybe you could hook these. Maybe you could hook this into your Fitbit, and it's an actual. Uh, now, now it's uh, like you're trying to game your Fitbit somehow. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this is about because you and your wife just got fit, Fitbits for, for Christmas, like right? Yeah. And you're always competing, but to who does the most amount of steps? Yeah. So maybe it's actually a way to get the steps up on the Fitbit without actually having to do exercise. <laughs> <laughs> the person who finds the paint shaker is is the winner. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's like a it's like a rush to the paint store. But I, I think I think the idea that um that. The Fitbit just says mean things if you if he catches you. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's a maybe it's a new type of Fitbit software that is trying to deceive you into a doing exercise, and maybe part of that <laughs> is by it's saying mean things to you. It, it just keeps on saying that um, you know you should go to the fridge, so you get up and go to the fridge, and then it just berates you for going to the fridge. So you go back, go yeah. So you feel guilty and go sit back down. But what what it's actually doing is getting you to get up off the couch, go for the walk over to the fridge, back over, yeah, <laughs> back out again. <laughs> yeah, it like figures out when it's nice outside and says you should go to the shops and get like a pizza. <laughs> and uh, you go, but yes. As it, but as it knows, as you're getting close to the pizza store, yeah, it's like, what the fuck are you doing trying to get a pizza? You know you're on a diet. Go to that, I don't know, salad shop. <laughs> get yourself a boring salad. 
boring salad, boring salad. Like, if, the closer you get, like, if you ignore it, it literally starts yelling at you. Like, everyone around you can hear. It's it's audible. And it gets louder and louder. It's like, this guy's cheating on his diet. And the thing is, this He's is- He's got no willpower. This is literally not a video game. This is literally in real life. Like it, No, no, no. It, I'm not- No, this is not a video game. This is Fitbit version whatever. And and if it detects that you've that you've been on um that you're moving too fast using the GPS and in, in your in your phone, yeah, it just starts putting out like you're cheating, you're cheating, you're cheating, you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're driving. Look, it, it, we've got the technology now. It's sensitive enough to tell the difference between you lifting a burger to your mouth and a fork with salad to your mouth. <laughs> so like it knows. It's got little. It's got smell sensors. You can smell it. He knows exactly what you're eating, and it's going to fucking yell at you when you eat the wrong thing. <laughs> I think that okay. would work. Yeah. That would sell. That would sell, man. All right, let's click yeah, it. Yeah, it, it'd actually sell for people who, who have, like, a partner who won't exercise. <laughs> They'll buy it for them. <laughs> oh, well, or, or just those people who know that about themselves, like, that they have no willpower. It's a pretty good I reminder. <laughs> yeah, me too. Okay, All right. do one click Worthy. Monotony. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> you reach the gates of heaven. Okay. <laughs> and St. Peter's there. And, you know, everyone knows what happens. You are supposed to prove yourself. Or, you, like, he will decide whether you're worthy to enter heaven. Um, so the idea is to deceive him by just telling monotonous stories. The yeah, basically. Like- so you, you're like, he's like, "What have you done that is worthy?" And you're like, "Well, on uh, December fifth, nineteen eighty, I was born, and it took a really long time to come out of my mother, and uh, <laughs> it was." But I will describe each second to you. <laughs> so, basically, you start telling um, Grandpa Simpson stories. <laughs> yeah, totally. And so, he gets bored and just lets you in before you get to the bits where you actually did all the sinning. <laughs> Although, I think technically, as long as you get to the baptism, I guess. I don't know. I'm not religious. <laughs> oh, by the way, that is not Ben's birthday. <laughs> so, don't don't think that you can... I nearly said my birthday and I'm like, hmm... No, I'll just make up a date. <laughs> so, December 5th it is. <laughs> so, December 55th. <laughs> All right. I think... Uh, do you have anything else? I don't think there's a. Ga- I don't think there's actually a game there. That's just a stupid idea. It's just a jag. Of a something gag. that happens. Um, or it's just a continuous dialogue puzzle with brand new dialogue all the time. And you're basically trying to string this story together. And then... <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so, it's a game... That just flows random words past you in a constant stream. And you have to <laughs> click on them in a way that makes sentences and makes a story. <laughs> and you, you can't wait too long before, like, to wait for the perfect word either, though, or you fail. Uh, no, it's pretty monotonous if you, if you do wait. And it's like, um... Oh, there you go. So, it's actually a word processor. But to write anything, you literally just have to wait for your word to come around and click on it. And it goes, it just scrolls through every word in the language, in in whatever language you're working in. Slide, a yardvark. It's like, damn it. Yeah, exactly. 
like you're trying to write a story and you like wait until the O's and you're like, all right, once. And then it goes back to A. You're like, oh, fuck, now I've got to wait for you. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Very classic. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Modern. Thumbtack. <laughs> Thumbtack and deception is tasty. It's in interesting places. Um, so it's a, it's again in a school. We seem to like going back to schools every, all the time. Um, mm-hmm. You're the prankster in the class. Yes. And you're trying to, you know, put, put the thumbtack on the, on the teacher's seat. You're trying to do, um, all the typical sort of pranks. Well, okay, but look, thumbtack on the teacher's seat, that's old news. We want the modern version of these pranks. I knew that was coming. It's a I fidget spinner with thumbtacks on every edge of it. <laughs> God, that is a scary. <laughs> no, I think I think we've done enough fidget spinner jokes. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's said in the future. Maybe you can do future pr- pranks. And they're, they're modern okay. to them. They're futuristic. So, times. so it's a robot teacher. <laughs> okay. Um, and, and they have to sit on a mini lightsaber. Well, no. What I'm thinking is, if you re- if you remember Scrubs, how in the first episode, like the janitor accused um, JD of putting like a penny. In the yeah, um, in the the door, in the door to was stop it, it, yeah, stop it opening. Well, yep. basically, if you get a thumbtack into into a robot, it just shorts <laughs> it out just the, shuts down, shuts down the circuits. So, what you're actually doing is you're trying to you know set up maybe a couple of almost Rube Goldberg like pranks that mm. distract the robot enough so you can get the thumbtack over to the over to the seat. But obviously, you can't be caught because. <laughs> Is it? Uh, no, I don't. I think what it is actually. Here's here's what it is. It's yep. not that a thumbtack like short circuits them. It's that you need to like when you um, eject the sim from your phone. You need to like put the paperclip into the tiny little hole in the robot that is going to eject its brain. <laughs> <laughs> and, so, and so you somehow have to distract it enough that you can yeah like get something close enough or get close enough yourself to like put the pa- <laughs> put the paperclip in there and just like. And they just <laughs> shut down. Or maybe it's a maybe it's a reset. So if you get caught, you reprogram the, them. The yeah. only way to actually like if you get caught doing pranks or anything like that, the only way out is to actually reset the robot. Right. Okay. So you have to do it like during detention, and then you can leave because it's like, what are you doing here? I don't remember anything. <laughs> um, Please enter programming. <laughs> so. Sneaking mechanics, um, I'm thinking you can, like, maybe your stash of, um, of tools to, to, like, um, do some of your pranks is actually mm-hmm. in your locker. So you need a hall pass to get, to get to your locker. But you can only <laughs> carry so much because you've, you've got, only got pockets that can, they can fit a certain amount of stuff. So right. if you want to, um, take your thumbtacks and, I know maybe a holographic projector that projects the, an image of you on your seat. Yeah, you, know, you can get that because I mean we're in the future. We're we're in you know modern times. <laughs> so well, I like kind of like you know what because because if you're, all you're doing is pranks that get a bit boring. Maybe this is like uh, Rockstar's Bully. Then if they finally do a sequel, mm-hmm. um, but it's set in you know 2073. 
because that's actually how long it's going to take before they bring it out. It's actually just yeah. set, set in the present, but that's when Bully 2 is coming out. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, so it, it's it's that same sort of thing. You're kind of this delinquent. And yeah, some of the things you do have to do is pull pranks by exactly that. Yeah, you get your little holographic projector um, because, you know, robots can only see, in, they don't have very good depth perception because they're cheaped out on them. They've only got a single lens. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, you can buy pretty cheap, <laughs> pretty cheap projectors, and and fool the robot teachers. Uh, I'm, so, to, I'm like, seeing the um, it pretty much all the robot is is like a, a big box with two arms and like you know a, a current day camera just stuck on its head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, he's not at a very good school. Public schools have really gone to shit in the future. <laughs> It just, it looks like, you know, a, a school from, you know, 1990 or something like that. You know, it's got the, it doesn't have any real modern things. There's no computers. There's only an old CRT TV in the room. But it's like, and then it comes <laughs> up. That's actually a- part of the robot too. <laughs> and it's still on like, it's still on that old, like, wheelie trolley. trolley that, you, you know, that the teachers would wheel in to show you a video when it, when they were lazy. Oh, uh, no, but now that's it- actually a robot. <laughs> I'm just picturing now that there's a human teacher that wheels it into the room and then just walks out and it's like all of a sudden the (laughs) thing comes to life. (laughs) That'd be a really good intro to the the school, like the first day of class and you get in there and it's just, it seems like a normal school to the player and then, yeah, the teacher like wheels in the thing and you're like, oh, great, like it's a lazy teacher, we're going to watch a video. And then, yeah, the teacher just walks out and- the the t- the actual teacher being this robot like fires Comes up and it's, and it's got that classic like eighties <laughs> nineties intro to its like startup sort of thing <laughs> power of education and you see the scan lines and you it's it almost looks like it's on a VCR sort of thing <laughs> yeah totally <laughs> and then down the bottom it goes of um twenty seventy three just a normal day at school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, really and then the like video, that. like the video, rubs it in and shows you what the kids at all the private schools get to do, and they've got these sleek modern robots, and it's like and so maybe as part of the, the school st- of the future, and it's like you get you, you see all these, you know, sort of beyond two thousand style. <laughs> yeah, no, well, <laughs> what, I, what I like the idea of is, yeah, it's exactly that. It's like twenty seventy three, the school of the future. It shows down the bottom the movies like copyright 2017 <laughs> but then you know, he 1997 or, or whatever beyond <laughs> whatever. 2000 finished <laughs> but then you realize that the game actually is set in 2073 because he like looks across the courtyard to the to the rich school and it shows it's that that's, floating that's, and shit <laughs> and that's yeah that that's literally what their school is like and you're just in the poor person's you know the 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 public schools that don't get any government funding cuz the whole government is corrupt um, and so this is literally the the height of technology that you still have eighty years later. All right, that that's cool. I I feel like I there's like some that. interesting narrative stuff there, and yeah, I feel like you would just do it in that in that vein of of bully, uh, and you sort of you you have a story in there where you meet a bunch of different kids from your school, and you have to do things like infiltrate the other school, and that and that's where having to like reset the <laughs> the, the more modern robot 
uh, teacher okay, comes so into play. Now, here's, here's the real kicker. you got to finish it in three days <laughs> or two days or whatever it is, 48 hours. <laughs> Oh, ma- finish making it? Yeah, in 48 well, hours. Yeah. yeah, we should maybe, we should, uh, I was going to say, like, should we actually also try to come up with game designs that we could actually potentially build in 48 hours, or is that just going to be way too boring for our listening audience? Yeah, we'll, we'll go on, we'll go on, um, on our usual sort of um, tangents. Tangents. Have some fun with it. Yeah. Blue sky. Yep. All right, should we click again? I think we should. Three, two, one, click. Personal. Rehearsal. Deception. <laughs> this isn't a game, but my first thought was you're, you're practicing a speech in front of the mirror and trying to uh, deceive yourself that you're actually doing a good job. <laughs> You're talking to me? You're talking to me? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no one else here. You must be talking to me. <laughs> uh. Uh, personal rehearsal deception. Maybe maybe it's a game where you're thrown into the rehearsal of, of a play, but you haven't, you don't know any of the lines and you've, or what's going on or what the story is. Um, and so you just have to improvise it and try not to let people guess that that is the case. <laughs> Thing is, it's like, it's a, it's actually a rehearsal of like a ballet. <laughs> so we have to no figure words. that out when you get on stage. <laughs> it's like, if we're talking old Australian TV shows, it's like, uh, what was that? Fucking yeah, I know. Show? Thank God you're here. Thank God you're here. <laughs> You just you walk into a room and there's stuff going on around you and you just have to run and with someone it. Someone says, "Thank God you're here. We yeah. need you to do this." And it's like, "Uh, okay. Thank God you're here. We need you to do brain surgery." Oh shit! <laughs> uh, again, I'm I'm not sure where the gameplay comes no. in as such. Rehearsal. So it's a game in VR. Well, well, okay. So I'm thinking. Maybe it's maybe it's around the mechanics of sort of a, like strategy mechanics in some way, and the rehearsal part is that you get to like. So I'm thinking sort of the planning stage of like a Rainbow Six or something in that yep. vein, but you can sort of play it forward, and you don't know you're not going to see exactly what's going to happen, but it's like sort of testing it out. It's like it's like doing the rehearsal of your plan. And you have to sort of iterate on it each time until you go, okay, this is this is the actual plan. And then you've just got one chance to execute it. Oh, so it's kind of like a, um, would it be the AI is actually learning what you're doing at the same time sort of thing? So I it, don't know. So it can predict what, you, what you're actually doing? I don't know. Or could it be kind of like a Groundhog Day sort of situation? No, I was thinking that, lit, like, mm, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I I guess I was more thinking that you don't actually see like so if we take it to a Rainbow Six sort of thing, yep, where you tr- you're trying to take out terrorists in a building, and so you bring in a few guys. I was sort of thinking, you know, at any point in time, you say, "All right, this person's going to go here, and they're going to throw a flashbang in there or whatever, kick down the door," mm-hmm. and you sort of you play that through, and but it, it, it's not sort of it's not the actual run through, it's um. A digital simulation. It's sort of a simulation, yeah. I don't know. 
and then uh, then eventually you have to use that plan and execute it maybe as one of the um the 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 people like in from a first person perspective then you actually have to play through it and sort of remember the plan you came up with and where everyone else was going to be at any point in time uh and so the point of the rehearsal is that you were you were building this up over enough time. It wasn't just that you throw it together because you're never going to remember that, right? Like you're going to say this person here and they need to get there by, you know, one minute and 57 seconds and this other person come in here and break down the door at two minutes and three seconds. Uh, and then you're going to be one of those people who has to get in there and, and make that happen. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's kind of cool. I was trying to come up with actual game mechanics as opposed to just like <laughs> random scenarios that don't make games. <laughs> Which we've tended towards lately. Ah, uh, no, I reckon there's been some some interesting. <laughs> I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying if mechanics. we're gonna, if we're practicing for an actual game jam, <laughs> then we need to we need to be able to come up with some actual implementable mechanics. Good uh, idea. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't. I don't know. I don't have anything other than that. No, neither do I. Thirty-one. Okay. Army. Bluest. Bluest? Okay. Yes. <laughs> what do you like? What makes an army blue? And so, how do you become the bluest army? And then, they or how do you fool? <laughs> how do you fool someone that you are the bluest army? Like, how do you deceive them? <laughs> you pretend that you swear a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's a game about teaching army, like recruits to swear but not actually swear like so they have to say the sort of nice versions of it <laughs> it's like you hit yourself you you hit a hammer on your net on on your thumb what do you say no you don't say shit you say sugar <laughs> yeah it's just picturing the the typical like army drill sergeant yelling at them <laughs> you God, God, gosh darn pieces of sugar. Get, get your flipping ass, uh, flipping pot uh, bottoms over here. <laughs> That's really hard. It really is. Fork. <laughs> but again, that's not really a game. No. I reckon we have to click again because I've got nothing for that. Well, so the only other thought I had. Okay. Well, there are a couple of things. So, paintball, maybe? Oh, no. Oh, okay. Okay. I've got one. All right. Go on. You're an army. Uh, you're part of an army who's just, um, who's just, like, infiltrated. Um, I'm just wondering whether it should be World War II or not. But you've heard, you've heard tell that this castle holds the bluest of blue opals or something like that and so you're trying to deceive and sneak in get it and and get out basically so it's it's kind of like i know whether you've heard the stories about well the simpsons sort of did it with um can't remember what um what group abe was part of oh the stonecutters um, no 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 the um, oh no the the army group that they they stole things off of off of like a German soldier or something, and you know they oh, they, locked, the, they put the, it behind the, like seven keys sort of thing. Yes, yeah, yeah. The f- uh, the flying, something. the flying Dutchman or something. Dutch, else. no, or something no. else. 
I don't know. Yeah, anyway. But yeah, I'm sort of hellfish, thinking... The flying hellfish. Flying hellfish, yes. Yeah. Um, I kind of like the idea that it's either you've done that in the past and, and now you're um, you're trying to get the final key because you've, as per, as per Highlander rules, they can only be one. Um, so you're trying to deceive maybe your your team into getting the, the final key so you can get the... Um, Get the thing that's for keeps. Okay. Um, yeah, so like a narrative sort of thing, or how, what, what sort of gameplay are we thinking? Narrative slash, like, I know whether you want action elements in in that you've you've got other members of the team that, that you've sort of beaten in the past, or whether you've you now just got one left, and it's a kill-or-be-killed sort of thing. Yeah. You don't like it? No, it's fine. I just, I, I'm, I'm not quite sure where to take it. <laughs> well, I tried. Three to one click. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. Proton. What was it? Proton? Yes. Guarantee. Guarantee and proton and deception. So you're a shifty light salesman. <laughs> <laughs> we guarantee you at least three million protons come out of this. Uh, well, no, those are photons. Yes, protons are just part of stuff. We guarantee that this atom contains no more than five protons. So you're a, so you're you're an atom salesman, <laughs> and you're trying to shift helium <laughs> by pretending. Sorry, you're trying to shift hydrogen by pretending it's helium. It's like got twice. The number of protons, right? All right, let's click again. I don't like yeah. that one. We're gonna, we got to find something. Definitely. Three, two, one, click. Mm-hmm. Brotherhood. Virtue. And deception. And nice. deception. So, this is the stonecutters. <laughs> <laughs> so, there's this virtuous brotherhood. Okay. Kind of secretive, kind of like I'm thinking either they're deceiving everyone or... Kind of like a, you know, the, the Skull and Bones Society. Yeah, yeah. Like, like secret, or something like that. Secret Society, sure. Secret Society. And... Maybe you're a woman whose name is Virtue. Okay. And you're trying to track down and put an end to these secret societies that are, like, pulling the strings for all these major governments and corporations and organizations. And they're solely run by sort of creepy men. Sort I of mean, like all secret societies, mostly creepy white men. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. It's, is it like a, you're a reporter, perhaps? You try to expose them and bring them down. And so, there's a bit of sneaking stuff and taking uh, photos to get evidence. There's a bit of actual, like, just evidence gathering in general and deductive puzzle solving. Yep. Uh, yeah, some like action, it. you know, some action stuff. You know, uh, reporters can be kick-ass action stars often in in movies and things. So yeah, it's like a bit it. of a almost a bit of an uncharted vibe. So what what year do you want to put it in? I kind of no, I'm mm. I'm thinking for some reason like some of the earlier 1900s. Okay, so okay. like maybe in 1930s, 1940s, sort of. That could be interesting. You could bring in like prohibition and stuff. Oh, what I, what I quite like is is actually it's um, sort of set maybe just before World War Two. Okay, and 
and you know there's there's talks of like the Manhattan Project and all these sort of things sort of yeah. happening, and you know because then you can bring in some of those secretive elements yeah. and yeah yeah and of course pulling you can the strings. weave weave that into the story yeah I quite like that and um, yeah maybe like <laughs> you do like some of the major people on either side of the war they're like all, they're both they're all in this secret society. And, and running the whole thing just to make money or to get power or whatever. They're actually yeah. working together. Oh, Hitler, so you've actually Hitler's got- in there. <laughs> <laughs> Churchill, you know, like. <laughs> oh, God. So They're all there Hitler, working Churchill, together. They're best of buds. Um, what's, what's his name? Was it Truman at the time? Um, I, I think it was Truman during World War II. But I'm I'm just picturing all the all, all these all these like big, you know, leaders throughout the threat, yeah, throughout yeah. history and all that sort of stuff that have all been part of the secret society. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, it was. True, but yeah. it's n- but it's not called the Illuminati. So don't start thinking that you you're getting ahead of us. <laughs> no, no, it's the uh, it's the sh- I, I like sh- sh- shadow shadowati. They don't eliminate uh, anything. They darken I don't like the idea that they've, they've sort of put like Illuminati clues out there just to just to take the scent off the fact that. Oh yeah, that's just know. them fucking with everyone. <laughs> 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 definitely, definitely, the Illuminati is completely made up. That we can bring that into it. That's cool. maybe maybe she's maybe virtue starts by she's trying to track down the Illuminati. And then and she, she works out that she works out that's like wait none of this makes sense like this all seems like somebody who's trying to who's trying to invent a secret society to put someone off the trail and it's like light bulb yeah I, I like the idea that you know she keeps thinking that she's being followed mm. when when she's actually getting close to the Illuminati and oh we could bring some she- interesting like psychological stuff into it not that she's imagining it necessarily but just like psychological to the player where. You, you, as you're walking down the street, like certain people, you start really looking at people as they look at you. And it's like, did that person look at me for like two seconds too long? Do they yeah. know? And the idea that, you know, maybe you have to start walking a little bit faster and, and sort of sneak your way through the crowd a little bit, a little bit better than what you have been and mm. trying to lose who you think is actually following you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I could make some cool stuff with that. Yeah, there's some cool stuff there. Um, what else can happen? I, l- I like the idea that you've got to you've got to give regular updates to to like your um your newspaper Edit- editor. your editor. Yeah. Well, and maybe you have like a sidekick who, you know, obviously as a woman, you're going to find it very difficult to infiltrate the secret society. But you've got, you know, this this young whippersnapper. Well, it's probably it'd probably be hard if he was young, but I don't know. Maybe you pretend that he's got all this influence, and you manage to to have him infiltrate. And so, you have scenes where um, she's like telling him what to do and stuff via radio as he discovers things by being introduced into this secret society and going through all the hazing rituals and. Oh jeez! Yeah, that's um, that's pretty cool. I like that. And then he gets like branded. They just brand him because that's part of it. It's like holy shit. You weren't expecting that, <laughs> especially when you when you first met him. His name was Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's our really subtle foreshadowing. <laughs> no, no, Brandon's you, you been branded. <laughs> <laughs> His name's actually just branded. 
It was <laughs> someone misheard and got the whole anyway. <laughs> um, I'm just wondering: is the newspaper editor in on it, or or yes, are they almost certainly, or are they or, or are they is the newspaper editor part of another secret society that have been trying to take down the shadow? <laughs> Shadow Army or whatever it would be called. There are more secrets. This is the, the, the more secret society. They're, the, they're a secretist society. He's actually part of the Illuminati, which is behind the Shadow Army. <laughs> it turns out that, you know, oh, yeah, the, it was a, the it was a double. It was a double bait and switch. <laughs> it was the Illuminati the whole time. But they just, they don't actually use any of those symbols or, or phrases or whatever that they were putting out there to put people off the fr- trail. And in fact, actually, they're um, a secret society of aliens from planets across the galaxy who infiltrate planets and <laughs> run them for their own gain. Men in black style. Okay, three, yeah. two, one, click. This goes well with deception. Mm-hmm. Smuggling. Oh, I got train. Ooh. So you have to train up to be a smuggler and then smuggle something on a train. See, I was thinking that it's Wild West. You've got basically you've you've got to plan how you're gonna smuggle um all this gold that you found mm-hmm. out of like the Wild West. On a train into and- the uh, the tame West, the domesticated huh? West. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking that you just got bandits on on horses and all this sort of stuff, and it's yeah. like desert. Yeah, not any of the like other like racist common connotations <laughs> that you get of the Wild West. So, how is this uh, not just part of Red Dead Redemption? <laughs> <laughs> It's... Is this a more... Okay. Mm. Pixel graphics. Okay. So, I'm thinking that it's like a... um, Maybe it's a top-down, almost like a Hotline hotline Miami sort of view. Mm. Like, the top part of the train is is cut off. Oh, okay. Yep, yep, yep. And so, you know, your, your whole idea is you've got to hide, hide the gold on, on the train somewhere that is not too conspicuous. Right, but you know, maybe you can maybe you can set up like some some extra things because you know that trains have been getting rubbed all all up and down. Mm. So you can like put some false gold out there and that sort of stuff. So when you said when you said pixel view and when you said top down, I actually went to a mode of thinking where instead of viewing top down on a single train, you're viewing a top down landscape with like train tracks going across it and you're having to choose the right trains to, like, smuggle this stuff on where they're not going to go through, like, an inspection checkpoint or they're not going to okay. go through... Not going to go through the ba- wildlands like, where, where the where bandits the, are going to... Where it will get robbed or whatever. Yeah, and so you're constantly having to shift, the, like, as the landscape changes and you're just... You're basically trying to get it across the country or something from one side to the other. Okay, that's kind of cool. And and being able to like zoom right out and maybe see okay you got bandits who are who are holding up this train over here and it's like you know x number of kilometer away is like okay maybe yeah you can, maybe you can um maybe we can switch this at, at this at station each, at each station you can you can sort of put out word that um the union of transferring a whole heap of gold on this train that's right. going down like this other this other area so that you yeah you but can like draw the bandits, the bandits away. away from there mm. but 
what actually happens is you sort of draw you draw like Union soldiers or whatever t- towards your train because mm. you've, you know not not done because you thing didn't to- you didn't like use the right code or something to send the <laughs> to send the the yeah. uh, the telegraph. I kind of like the idea that you you arrive at one at one station and you can like choose to get off the train and get onto a stagecoach sort of thing and and you travel. To yeah, the well, that's direction. it. It doesn't have to just be trains, right? Like it's sort of just how you get across this country. It could almost be like an Oregon Trail style thing in a way where you've just got these <laughs> decision points, like not in not in the exact same way of just like, blah, blah, blah. But, but you've you died of dysentery. Yeah, Fuck. <laughs> but that you've got these decision points. And it's based on the whole map and, yeah, like, what's going on anywhere at any time. Um, And, look, you might not know where the inspection points are, so you have to sort of be consulting your network of smugglers who who send information around between... And, you know, it's not like you've all got fucking mobile phones, so... You know, if you you want to get information out to someone, yeah, you have to, like, send a telegraph or something... Uh, when you get to the next station, and is that going to be soon enough to? Uh, so you you can't just change things immediately, right? You've got there's so- certain lag time. I kind of like the idea that you've even got like a a, a kind of currency system as well. So mm. like to send a telegram, it's going to cost you know, say thirty cents. Yeah. I, I like the idea that it's in, it's in like it's thirty cents to do this, and if you of want, course, if you yeah. go you go to the saloon, it's like fifteen cents for a beer, and yeah, and you know, it's just. Extremely cheap, but the only way that you can sort of maybe if you if you start running out of money, then you've got to actually do some hold ups, hold ups on a train yourself, sort of thing, or or manage yeah. to steal steal from a lady's purse when or manage when to like, like a f- to sell some of this gold that you're smuggling. Yep, but you know that's not easy, and you, there's a lot of risk that comes with trying to sell like literal gold bars that are stamped with the bank's name or whatever <laughs> that yes. you stole it from. Yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff you could do with you, that. You could really do this procedurally generated as well. So yeah, every yeah, single yeah, one is definitely is very different. Yeah. You know, you sort of chuck a seed out there and make sure that you know the train can reach from A to B and it's got X number of stops and paths. Yeah. Paths and no, stops no, you and- could do that really really well. You just, yeah, exactly. You just like make up this fictional fictional uh, country basically. And the, the top-down view, I think, would really work well. You know, th- you know, this is always similar to it's a little bit of FTL in there, not the ship management stuff, but just that procedural make your way from one place to the other. And I think you make it really difficult. Like, uh, you have to really make the right decisions to to finish, you know, to be successful. Oh yeah, it's just it's got to be fun enough in the meantime that it's fun to attempt. You know. Yeah. Mm. What was what was that? Um. Oh, heat signature. That's what I was also thinking. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, it's got it's got that sort of you know, so if, somewhat open worldish, open worldish. There's there seems to be things going on all the time. Like you could arrive in a town and there's like bank robbers that have that have just robbed yeah. a whole heap of stuff on the and robbed a bank and now are streaming out of town. You may mm. turn up at this one place and there's like a jewel going down because it's like high noon. And, um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Really make this this world seem lived in. Mm. Yeah, that'd be cool. I like that. I, I kind of, even even though it's sort of not a profession I I would like to partake with, but I like the idea that in each in each town there's sort of like the prostitutes in the town would actually know a lot of the information because they lay yeah. with a lot of the um <laughs> they, lay, of, they lay with a lot of men and folk. Yes, but sure. I, I like the idea that you know maybe 
they're they're a good network for the, for the smugglers to actually use because they get information. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. they can find out information about Union soldiers and all that sort of stuff. So they're they're like a separate network that you can sort of utilize. Yeah, yeah, that'd be that'd be interesting. Yeah, cool. Now, could we do it in three days? No, three to one. Mm. <laughs> Just some aspects of it. Yeah, a couple. Yeah. All right. Three to one click. Yep. Accidental. Tailspin. Hmm. Life is like a. Hmm. Is that? No, that's DuckTales. <laughs> what was the Tailspin theme song? <laughs> My mind did go there, but I don't know what the theme song is. I don't. <laughs> God damn it, I've got now. You in Duckburg. Duckburg. <laughs> you bastard. Are you looking up Tailspin now? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, we are Tailspin. Oh, and another Tailspin. Okay. Sorry. That's going to sound really bad. Yes, it kind of did. Yeah. Okay, so I like the idea that, that you're like either... Launchpad McQuack or um Also we Okay, we're literally going with Tailspin. Alright. Oh I yeah. Don't remember Tailspin almost at all. I just remember Launchpad. Like I've I've blown my Tailspin wad. Um <laughs> all on that one name. Wasn't there I think I feel like there's a character named Wad. No. <laughs> wad Wad blown. Um stack. Were, were Chip and Dale in that as well or I don't know whether they were Don't know. I feel like this is not <laughs> in uh, our wheelhouse. Okay, three to one. Supply. Legume. <laughs> um, okay. And, and, <laughs> so, and deception. So you're trying to... Are you making like fake... Peanuts and things like. What are you? Well, I, I was thinking it's either um, you know you you're trying is to sell. Nu- is it nuts, like, right? Legumes. I are- was thinking like lentils and that sort of. Oh thing, yeah. Sure. Oh yeah, nuts. Are, that's not nuts, is it? No, it's peanuts. beans and yeah, beans shit. and things. Okay. All right. No, peanuts are legumes. Are they? Yeah, I thought so. Okay, so chickpeas, um, lentils. Yeah, beans, lentils. Oh, your peanuts. There you go. I did say peanuts on Wikipedia. I missed it. That's all. Um, okay. <laughs> so, what are we doing with them? So, I'm just wondering, is this, with with deception, is it is it like maybe another almost smuggling sort of idea or, or is it- um- Maybe, but I think we should play as a squirrel. Okay. And you're trying to smuggle them in your cheeks. <laughs> God. And where, where's the deception that you got to get past all the other squirrels? Squirrels and well, say and the humans and stuff. You just got to. It's all about hiding and 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 pretending that you didn't steal their nuts. <laughs> <laughs> so probably squirrels' favourite part of the nut is actually the fact that, you know, if they're non-salted and they've actually got, like, the case still on them. Mm -hmm. So, is this, like, a squirrel at a zoo? 
you know how oh like the zoo America, peanuts they they quite have they quite often have the zoo peanuts in the shell for the elephants to eat and, and mm-hmm. shit. At least that's what that's what yes um, they do American eventually. Have sort of told me shit them um, out. Yes, yes. So I, I like the idea that you play a squirrel who's who's like sneaking round a zoo. Yeah, well, I I very much do like the idea of the the movement mechanics of playing a squirrel. Yeah, I feel like that'd be fun and. Yeah, picking up nuts and things and like storing them in your cheeks in your limited inventory space. Yep. Uh, and, and having them as some sort of resource. I guess what's the overall goal though is something we need to determine. I think, as as per Game of Thrones, winter is coming, and, and you <laughs> okay, <laughs> and you've you've got sort of like a um, you got a family to feed, so hmm. you've got a quota that. That you got to sort of hit. Okay, so it's sort of just a challenging, pl- sort of platforming slash exploration game, and and like s- and stealth game in, in certain ways. Yeah, I kind of like the idea that there's like limited peanuts in in this world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, kind of, and if you you have to sort of venture out out of the nest and and sort of go out pick up as many. As many peanuts as you can. Yeah, well, you scavenge- before a cleaner yeah. comes along and and cleans it up. So it's like you right, right. So maybe each day, maybe that's maybe that's even part of the strategy is you have to figure out like where the cleaner is, and you know if they've just been past there, there's not going to be many nuts there. Yeah. Uh, but as people walk around, like they drop them. But yeah, you have to like avoid. The other animals and stuff, but you know, often there are, you know, particularly obviously the elephant enclosure has um, a ton of peanuts. But if you get too close, you'll scare the elephants and they'll try to stomp you. <laughs> okay, so I like the idea that the actual countdown to when winter is, yeah, is you come out onto onto the branch of your tree and you look at the tree and you got all these leaves and they're starting cool. to turn brown. Mm, mm, so and. Basically, when all the, when leaves the last are one off, falls, yep. Then it's then it's basically winter. That's it. So yeah. So you you've got that permanent countdown that's sort of happening, and mm-hmm. it's you know maybe all the other trees are sort of following in the same sort of sort of thing. But this particular tree that you live in, which is right in the heart of the um, zoo, yeah. Because what what I like is that maybe you can do. I know that you haven't played Zelda Breath of the Wild, mm. but basically. Part of it is, you know, what you can see, you can go to. So from up there, you yeah. can sort of um, get into like a a visual mood in which you're you're sort of plotting out. Where well, you and want I to like the, the idea that maybe you know squirrels run pretty quick, but they're also pretty small. You can't get around the whole zoo in a single day. No. Um, and if you're out at night, like you fucking get killed by an owl, who is the Batman of owls. Uh, <laughs> call back. Um, no, but. Uh, <laughs> God, I haven't thought about that one for a long, long time. <laughs> but yeah, like, so, so your challenge is, yeah, so, okay, okay, I, I'm starting to like this a bit more. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was all right before, and I came up with the squirrel thing, but yeah, that, so throughout the sort of course of the game, you're having to explore this zoo, uh, and maybe you do do some stuff where it's it's a bit of a Metroidvania sort of thing where you have to change things about the zoo to be able to even get into certain places or get into certain enclosures or get across certain you know yeah. um, fences so I like the or idea bridges the, the perfect place to get to 
is literally the storeroom where all the all like the peanuts and stuff uh, right ah but the storeroom's locked and the cleaner has has the key so okay. you've got to be able to like work out a way of of basically stealing the key off off of the um off of the cleaner mm. Mm. my mind is going to for some reason you you have this puzzle in which you know you sort of have to organize for some food that this that this cleaner really really likes happens to be laying around but it's like kind of off so he ends up in the bathroom and you steal it from like his, his pants <laughs> his, around his, his pants when he, around his ankles I was thinking maybe you have to like sh- stuff marbles into your cheeks and like spit them out in front of him so he slips over <laughs> well because that could be an interesting thing actually is that you can only carry like one largish I mean, not even large, but largish for a squirrel thing in your hands. Yep. And obviously, that slows you down to a certain degree. Or, yeah, you can, like, get small things and shove them in your cheeks and let you carry more of them. But, yeah, you've obviously got a limited capacity and can only carry certain things. And, you know, so when you're trying to get this key, it's like one of those big old iron keys because <laughs> it's such an old <laughs> yeah, story. So, you can't shove that in your cheeks. And it's really slow to carry around, so you can't just like go and steal it. Yeah, you have to. You have to be deceptive. You have to. You have to do something to to somehow trick it or or, or trick them, or, or maybe like you have to somehow get them to change the lock to a more modern lock <laughs> um, or something. I, I kind of, I kind of am picturing the um, the peanuts feel very again nineteen thirties to me. So I like the idea that it, it is literally an old, you know. The old style lock because that right. is the that right. is the current sort of sort of day. Yeah, maybe you know, I, I did like the idea of having to like gather bubble gum up around and put that in your cheeks. <laughs> it's just like super <laughs> gross, but then you have to sh- you, you end up having to you go and shove that in this old lock, and then they they have to like cut it off and put a new modern lock on there, and then you then when you steal the key, you can like put it in your cheeks and you have time to get away. Oh, but now I'm thinking that you've also you can pick up the bubble gum, then you can go over to the helium tank, and sort of you know work out how to how to work it into your mouth, and then when you blow the bubble, it like <laughs> has enough helium to sort of um, make you a little bit lighter, so you can sort of float across and and get into a vent that maybe you couldn't get into before. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, that works. Yeah, I, I think I actually prefer these as a modern as a modern zoo. Yeah, okay, um, yeah, because there's. Yeah, there's some interesting things you can you can mess with there. Yeah, yeah, that's that's. I like that. I, I, I like the, the idea, idea of being, being like a Metroidvania kind of platformer thing. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, mm. and and the fact that you know it's it's so big, it's basically because you're in the center of the zoo, you can sort of go out anywhere. But where you go to, you know, it may it may not be the the best place to. Well, yeah, to and it might not find be the peanuts on that. It night. might not be accessible yet, and yeah, and you have to. Yeah, I mean the time limit is a bit, little bit punishing, but it is an interesting mechanic. Yeah, but depending on how quick it goes, like yeah, you just wouldn't want to like explore the wrong place one day, find barely any peanuts. You know, basically explore the wrong places for the, the first week before you manage to realize, oh, I have to like find a way to you know clear the people away from this bridge at a certain time or whatever, so I can get across. I don't know. Okay. Uh, where I'm going now is, do we take this to the next extreme that 
it is actually three days before winter. Okay. As as pictured by the fact that there's three leaves left on the tree. All right. And dead rising like. Okay. Basically, if if you remember dead rising, one of the cool mechanics was at any time, like you basically you started getting your XP up and all this sort of stuff, and you could yep. like unlock new skills and that sort of stuff. Anytime you could basically go, okay, now I want to restart. You restart, yep. but you keep the skills, but you keep you keep your experience and your current level. Yeah. Oh, I yeah, like the right. fact that there's like certain things that are going to happen at certain times. Okay. And you can basically, you know, okay, I can go out and I can get fifteen peanuts over here because the cleaner is going to be over here cleaning up, you know, mm. the elephant dung. So you get over there, you do that, and then you can have little little boss areas in which you're not actually fighting anything, but you're basically trying to to get in, get to the peanuts, get a supply sort of, of peanuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. I kind of like that Dead Rising style thing. And then instead of like having to have a particular item, perhaps, or maybe it is still a particular item that you need to get through places, but you can obviously you know exactly where to get it and when, um, so you're not going to mess around as much. And you can get over to, you know, the, the reptile house. Yeah. On a, you know, you know that that's going to open up on a certain day and you're not going to mess around trying to get there. Um, once you've gone through it a couple of times. I mean, I really, I really did quite like that idea in the, um, in Dead Rising that there were certain things that you could not do unless you had a perfect run. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, that's cool. Well, I reckon we've got to stop this one now because we've got another podcast to, to I record. think we had better stop it. Yeah. Well, that that was a really good one to end on. <laughs> cool, yeah, that was that was that was a neat idea. Um, so yeah, thanks for listening to Bitstorm this week. You can, if you want to find us online, when I find my notes, <laughs> we are on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, Bitstormcast on all of those. We have a Facebook group, facebook.com/slash/groups/slash/bitstorm for discussion and things. We are on Podchaser at podchaser.com/slash/bitstorm. We're on iTunes at iTunes.com slash whatever the fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Just open it up in iTunes. You'll search for Bitstorm. You'll find us. Or just Uh, go to Podchaser. Click on the iTunes. If you really wanted to go to iTunes, there's a link to it. If you've got a Mac and you're already already in iTunes, just search for us. But if you are there, please rate and review us. Please. We've got a website, bitstormcast.com. I'd like to thank our friends at the AGPN, the Australasian Gaming Podcast Network. A lot of them are coming back off their off their Christmas holidays. We steamed through, but everyone else sort of took a break. So I'm I'm glad to see a few of those podcasts come back up in my feed. And also, we'd like to thank Kurdas for the song Mount Defines off of the album Campaign with Failure. Yes. So, thank you again for joining us this week. I'm Ben Slinger. I'm Trevor Scott. And I'm Ben Slinger.